You're listening to the Women as in Art podcast, and I am your host, Leah Schrager. Welcome, Emma Shapiro, to Women as in Art. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today. Um, I will start by reading your bio, and then we'll get into our discussion. Emma Shapiro is an American artist, writer, and activist. After graduating from the Rhode Island School of Design in 2010 with a degree in painting, she moved to New York City where she worked full-time for six years as an art model. Inspired by her experience, she eventually began using her own body as her primary tool alongside photography, video, and layered projection. However, regular censorship of her artwork online and offline has driven Emma to become an activist against art censorship and censorship of the female presenting body. In 2017, in response to sexist censorship of her artwork, Emma created the Exposure Therapy Project, which has since reached over 45 countries and promotes awareness and activism for body equality. Her writing has been published in the U.S. and Europe, including regularly with Hyperallergic and the art newspaper, and since 2021, she has been the editor-at-large for the Don't Delete Art campaign, which fights against art censorship on social media. The Don't Delete Art campaign is a collaboration between artists, the National Coalition Against Censorship, Freemus, and Penn America's Artists at Risk Connection. They have recently released their manifesto with 1,300 signatures and growing, which demands that social media companies include artists in decision-making and calls on powerful art institutions to speak out for the equal treatment of artists online. Emma lives in Valencia, Spain, and collaborates with the Liminal Gallery. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I'm curious to hear how it was being an art model for six years in New York City. <laughs> oh, well. Um, well, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I'm real thrilled about this. I love the conversations that you've had so far with people. Um, Thank you. And yeah, happy to talk about modeling. It was one of the <laughs> best and best decisions and experiences of my life. Um, it, mm-hmm. it really changed everything for me. Um, and I fell into it pretty much accidentally, just needing needing a job, needing some income. Mm-hmm. And uh, it eventually what brought me to New York City, where, yeah, I found out I could do it full time <laughs> as much as I wanted to for like all over the place. And it was... Uh, a phenomenal experience. It healed me of, uh, you know, I had a lot of body dysmorphia and really self-loathing about my body. And it gave me an entirely different context to, to take back my autonomy, my bodily autonomy. Um, huh. and, and be in an environment that was very nurturing for me. That's so great. Yeah, I would totally agree. I feel like modeling has been the biggest yeah, boost to my belief or, I don't know, respect of my body and mm. appreciating it. I also used to be like, oh, I don't like that or I don't like that. And now I'm just like, it's all great. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's like 
took off a whole like layer of of self-judgment and yeah one of the best things I think about um, art modeling and like especially in a room full of people drawing you or sculpting you or painting you is that you know they're all just painting sculpting drawing themselves really like Mm -hmm. you 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 can't dictate how they're going to see your body and Mm -hmm. how they see your body is not the way anybody else does Mm -hmm. and especially not the way you do Mm -hmm. so it kind of just took away this I had no control and yeah. that was so freeing to me. And that's so cool. I still, you know, I, I stopped modeling full time. Um, but because I mean, honestly, it's absolutely exhausting and I've gotten yeah. but major respect for all the people who are career models because it is a scary job and very, very yeah. difficult. Um, yeah. but I still, model everywhere I live. I find art groups or art groups, artists everywhere that need models. I start drawing groups when I can't find any. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a practice, you know. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. And then, so you said that you started with painting and then, and then modeling. And then is that modeling kind of what led you to doing self-photography and other things? Or was that sort of independent of modeling? I would say the modeling probably led directly to it. Um, mm-hmm. I probably was a little, you know, intrigued by my own image before then, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But um, painting was not my language. And ultimately, after I started teaching figure drawing as well as modeling, um, I just ended up attaching a lot of more meaning to my body and finding ways that I could use it that um, made me feel more universal and less like personal. Mm -hmm. Like my, I don't think my artwork is especially personal. Um, It's based in my personal experience, my personal bodily experience, but Mm -hmm. it's about universal themes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. Um, What do you feel like, in terms of your interest, um, and or sorry, in terms of your activism mm-hmm. in se- against censorship, was there an insti- like a specific instigating event, or was it an overall panoply mm-hmm. of of events? Um, there, there, there was an instigating event, and it's real dumb, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I was living in Southern Virginia at the time, uh, like rural Southern Virginia mm-hmm. after, after I left New York and I was bopping around to different residency programs. Um, and I was trying to get some artwork printed at the local Walmart <laughs> and, uh, and I arrived to go like pick up my images and a manager came out. Like he was summoned over to speak to me. And oh my god! Very harshly told me in front of other people there that like that my artwork was pornography and that normally they call the police in situations like this <sighs> and that that they were going to destroy the work. So they destroyed the work in front of me, and I. Whoa. I, you know, I stood there, I was like, I was livid, of course, but I asked, I demanded for them to show me like where it said in their mm-hmm. rules that I couldn't get this work printed there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some poor, poor employee <laughs> had to fumble around in the computer and try to find the, the rule that I had, uh, I had violated. And uh, that was where I first encountered somebody telling me when I directly asked them what uh-huh. made it pornographic, because yeah. it wasn't sexual in theme. 
Um, yeah. Uh, but it, even it, if it was, it shouldn't. It was, you know, yeah. but like I had, you know, I was utterly baffled. This was the first yeah. time I'd been accused of anything like that. And, yeah. um, and the person told me that it was because it shows your nipples. And I was just <laughs> dumbfounded. Um, and that directly very soon afterwards oh. led me to start the exposure therapy project, which basically mm-hmm. I decided I'd put my nipples everywhere then, mm-hmm. because if that's what makes something sexual, then I can make mm-hmm. anything in the world sexual mm-hmm. just by putting nipples on it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then that, that has just, just it started a chain reaction of me wow. on, you know, getting in contact with all different kinds of artists that are mm-hmm. suffering with the same issue, all kinds of people who are suffering with the same mm-hmm. issue of their bodies being sexualized without their intent or consent and, mm-hmm. and therefore being penalized for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that has uh, led me to being especially an activist about art censorship on social mm-hmm. media. But you can mm-hmm. imagine that I then very quickly soon after that encountered social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's a whole nother level. I mean, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a really wild, that's a wild experience. Uh, I actually just started working in some AI and I started with mid journey and I was like, okay, I got the discord bot going. I got it all going. And I uploaded my first image, which I thought was like incredibly tame. I mean, it's on Instagram. I'm wearing a bikini. It's like no big deal. And it was blocked immediately. And I was just like, and so then I tried a few more and I, and I realized that yes, indeed it was, it was just a bikini that was being blocked. Wow. In my journey. Yeah. So I switched. So I think, I mean, the interesting thing at first I was really frustrated because every, everyone's like mid journey is amazing. It's this huge, big deal. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to use it, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to do some research. There has to be ones that allow women in bikinis, for example. Um, or less. And um, I eventually came across stable diffusion. And I don't know, there are actually a number of different ones that you can do it in. Um, But I ended up also wanting to self host because I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, I don't really want it to be. I mean, I think with stable diffusion, it's not public on mid journey, unless you pay a pretty good fee, it, it is all public. And I believe everybody owns it, which is like, I mean, whatever that's another discussion but it's kind of like as it mm-hmm. since it's my art that I'm trying to create I don't want it to be up there yeah, anyway yeah. so I did find one I did find one I could local host and it was good and it was like so I've kind of like okay well I'm glad my journey did that however there are so many situations where it doesn't have a happy ending like that <laughs> right yeah. I don't know if you've come across it but I've had trouble with banks I've had obviously PayPal hates me uh-huh. um I mean I and there are things, and there are things that it's it's uh it's it's legalized discrimination. Is yep. how I'll put it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, okay that that whole issue, like the mm-hmm. the conservatizing of basically all mm-hmm. of our systems is something mm-hmm. that has uh, been insidious and imp- like implanted into our systems. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is something with the Don't Delete Art campaign that I'm particularly interested in educating about and making, you know, just creating a whole lot more awareness of how new regulations on the internet mm-hmm. or ways that, say, payment platforms are being pressured to operate are mm-hmm. 
excluding artists, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, excluding creators, you know, all all kinds. And it's discriminatory. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. most of it is based on uh, the female presenting body. But, you know, Mm -hmm. also it means that it's going to be excluding a lot of LGBTQ content. Mm -hmm. It's going to be excluding a whole range of content that's exploring Mm -hmm. uh, themes that they don't like. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, for example, and uh, it'll just shut down the possibility for artists to earn a living um, Mm -hmm. in the way that now we are we are dependent upon earning a living, which mm-hmm. is contacting opportunities mm-hmm. uh, online, sharing our work online, you know, it's totally. A, it's a huge issue. I'm sorry that you've had issues with uh, like the <laughs> banking stuff. That's a, it's scary, but like it I mean, is. I've known plenty of people now who, yeah, they've had work that they're suddenly unable to sell through their website mm-hmm. or, you know, they've had to chase around to different platforms, different uh, banking options. They mm-hmm. had to hunt stuff down, you know, to find out that the, their work constitutes bestiality, you know, like things like uh, that yeah. are not like, are just like shocking. And it's all about the point of view of the yeah. these platforms. Um, yeah. So like, you know, having, this is an issue because uh, artists are not in that conversation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it, we're absent. We're absent mm-hmm. from, from the room and we're actually pretty absent from a lot of digital rights conversations, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not entirely the fault of those groups that are holding those Mm -hmm. conversations. Also artists are not inserting themselves into those conversations Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. And when you say creators, do you also include, let's say models, Mm -hmm. models as well in term or more traditionally considered fine artists? Oh, I'm I'm in, I'm including, including a, it all. A huge, yeah. yeah, personally, yeah, yeah. yeah. like with the Don't Delete Art campaign, we're we're focusing on fine artists, mm-hmm. uh, people who describe themselves as such. But like mm-hmm. me personally, as an activist, I'm looking at yeah. all creators. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. There's because there's so much fear um, in I think artists for sure who deal with more of this kind of content, but also. Mm-hmm. I know a whole bunch of models who live in constant fear of what oh, yeah. one model just called daddy Instagram, <laughs> you know, <laughs> deleting them essentially. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, say for example, the, well, the sex work community, but also the stripper mm-hmm. community um, uh, and pole dance community, mm-hmm. especially, yeah. you know, um, these are all creators. There's a lot of creativity that goes into a lot of these, all these. Things. Oh yeah. But they, they're much better at organizing than artists are or mm-hmm. than fine artists are much right. better at organizing and keeping each other educated. And yes. so I learn a ton from just following them. Yeah. I, That's I'm cool. made aware of all things, mm-hmm. uh, digital, digital rights related basically. Right. Right. Following them. Are there any current issues? Um, I mean, yeah. Are there any like particularly current issues that are, coming up in the I don't know in the legislation or whatever that people should be aware of uh yeah I, there are I mean like not there aren't like things that are just going to come down like a hammer from a like government censorship point mm-hmm. of view but what the impact they'll have and they do have already is on chilling of free speech so mm-hmm. for example uh FOSTA-SESTA which is yeah. a U.S. law that went into effect in 2018, um, yeah. and there was a, it's been a slow roll from then until I don't know a couple of years ago or 
I don't know, maybe not really a slow roll. Everything feels so fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so, but FOSTA-SESA, what it is, it's about uh, inhibiting sex trafficking online and child sex abuse imagery online. And it makes, it was an adjustment to section 230, which normally protects platforms and websites from the kind of content that users post. They're not liable mm -hmm. for that content. The user mm -hmm. is, but user mm -hmm. can be prosecuted for posting child sex abuse imagery, but the platform couldn't be. That changed the law and made uh, platforms of a certain mm -hmm. um, mass, like like Meta, and mm -hmm. uh, have a certain number of millions of users. It made them liable now for uh, sex trafficking through their sites, through child sex yeah. abuse imagery through their sites. So what happened is that then those people who are using it for those purposes went further underground. So yeah. it made it actually harder to yeah. track them and made it more dangerous for the people who are being trafficked and to find the, that illicit imagery. Mm -hmm. And these websites were, have been afraid of litigation. And mm -hmm. so they've just decided to sweep off basically all content that they mm -hmm. could that they consider could be seen as illicit. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we came about in Meta, if people have uh, gotten the notification of uh, uh, sexual solicitation, mm -hmm. which was pretty new. Yep. Um, and like so like my artwork, which I would normally get flagged for nudity and sexual activity, would suddenly get flagged for sexual solicitation. So I would be then mm -hmm. basically accused of doing something illegal on the platform. So like, mm -hmm. so that we've seen in action. There's mm -hmm. a lot of other things that are coming through the works that are based mm -hmm. on the same principles about this, uh, the concept of protecting children, protecting yeah. children online, transparency, all these yeah. good things. I'm not arguing against that. Yeah. The way that they get deployed is very yes. lacking in nuance and just creates fear and just excludes artists. Mm -hmm. The same things are happening, uh, you know, across i live in europe right mm -hmm. i live in spain and so i'm uh subject to the the eu um regulations i can't remember mm -hmm. exactly the dsa mm. the dsa and they're much better over here mm -hmm. at entering freedom of expression and creating avenues for say um if my artwork is taken down from my website that i could uh seek legal remedies for that kind of thing mm -hmm. uh it has yet to be tested in a lot of ways, but still we need to keep an eye on mm -hmm. the way that these, these regulations get used, the mm -hmm. way that they might harm uh, visual media online. Mm -hmm. The UK uh, online safety bill, which I believe they've been trying to pass for years. Um, and they've most recently had a lot of, a lot of blowback about their proposal, which, would make a uh, would require websites to remove content that is just kind of iffy or icky, mm -hmm. <laughs> and people mm -hmm. were like, "What the?" Mm -hmm. So um, they're having their own issues with that. Mm -hmm. It's a long yeah, that's fascinating. That there are things. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and I've also heard um, that I like I like your opinion on this. That also the presenting these laws as as like safeguards against let's say sex trafficking is actually just a front in a way to shut down mm -hmm. consensual online sex work um is that uh, do you know anything about that all i know um all i know about that is that mm -hmm. the ncose 
believe it's called, which is a very conservative um, uh, group uh-huh. who has been anti-pornography for many yeah. years. They had a different name earlier that was more obvious about their their leanings. They've become yeah. very powerful and have been the driving forces behind a lot of uh, these things. So conservative minds are at work behind a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay. Let me ask some of my more standard questions. <laughs> I mean, I find this so fascinating, but um, we'll we'll probably come back to it pretty quickly, but um, let mm-hmm. me, yeah, ask you some of these um Mm-hmm. Questions I try to recur throughout multiple people to see different people's perspectives on them. Um, what do you see as the biggest challenges and opportunities for women in art now? Okay, the biggest challenges and opportunities. The biggest challenge, I mean, all my answers probably could be related to yeah. the conversation we've already been having. <laughs> sure, that's um, great. <laughs> so the biggest challenges basically that um, our bodies still lack autonomy and mm-hmm. in many senses are still are losing actively losing their autonomy Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in the United States um, especially right now and Mm -hmm. that means that we're like unable to create without having to Mm -hmm. deal with themes of feminism Mm -hmm. or bodily autonomy or what our body means or who's looking at our body basically Mm -hmm. the image still doesn't belong to us our own images still don't belong to us no matter (laughs) you know how we make them what we make them about Um, that is a massive challenge uh and like uh, this is why like say that the free the nipple movement um online especially interests me so much because mm-hmm. it is just a very clear situation that the the more somebody tries to take up uh, establish their bodily autonomy and make decisions mm-hmm. for themselves and visually for themselves the more they are sexualized and shamed for it so mm-hmm. the more they get stripped of that Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like a very obvious mm-hmm. trajectory uh, of, of how female presenting bodies are treated. Mm-hmm. So that's a big challenge. And yeah, that's so, yeah, that's so well said. I've never <laughs> heard of it that way. It's so true. It's a, it's like feels inescapable until yeah. women are just making artwork amongst themselves. But then I think we're still having to reference what what an outside uh yeah what the outside sees us has and how we're we've been mm-hmm. internalizing it for forever mm-hmm. um opportunities what this presents for us is that you know we could organize mm-hmm. you know like it, i think it, it does bring women closer together because mm-hmm. or could mm-hmm. because we're fighting a common enemy or we're having to deal with the same this same obstacle in mm-hmm. our artwork uh, mm-hmm. potentially that's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's something I was going to say, I can't remember it. So I'll keep going. Um, where and how do women find agency and empowerment in art? Um, I, well, again, connecting with each other, uh, mm-hmm. is, is definitely a great way to start feeling power and realizing that, you know, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not losing your mind. If you're, if you can't figure out how to harness your own bodily autonomy and your artwork mm-hmm. or what, or your, the artwork you're producing. Um, but I, I found it mm, very helpful and uh, like empowering, I guess, to sort of relearn art history. <laughs> 
um, mm. through a better perspective. You know, I mean, I, the way I was raised with art history was, you know, extremely male dominated. Like mm. all the heroes mm. were men and mm -hmm. everything was hyper masculine. And, uh, you know, women were their helpers. They were the wives. They were the mm. bookkeepers. They were the models. They were mm. around the circumstance. And if there was a woman, she was the exception, you know? Mm -hmm. And the truth is there is a massive history of women artists. Mm -hmm. And now there's just been a lot more writing on that topic. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot more exposure for mm -hmm. us uh, to know that like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as alone as I thought I was. We just have mm -hmm. been, this has been hidden from us. Like mm -hmm. we weren't being told this. Mm -hmm. I remembered, I was going to ask, do you believe that the personal is political and that the body is necessarily politicized. Yeah, I, absolutely. I do. Um, I mean, from personally, <laughs> personally, mm -hmm. I feel that way. Um, yeah, absolutely. Is that how it should be? Uh, I think for a healthy society. Yes, I do. Not that I think that like there should always be bodies that are persecuted or treated differently. I mean, ideally, we're all experiencing equality, um, but we're going to always have to take the personal as a reference, you know, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Um, how has the place of women in and or as art changed over time and across different media? Um, well, one thing that I find, I was just kind of related to the last, um, the last question, but different, uh, mm -hmm. is that I feel like now we're, we're witnessing um, this moment where women artists who were practicing in the 60s, 70s, and 80s are, are uh, becoming iconic in a way mm -hmm. and like getting financial compensation for their work finally, basically. Like we're seeing a lot of women who just slogged through it for ages and they might have had a name at that time or not. And they just mm -hmm. were persistent as hell and they're now getting their due. Um, yeah. And I don't think that happened in the past necessarily. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, if you look at this whole, the whole generation of, of women artists who are in their eighties, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, um, who are finally getting their due recognition for the work that they've mm -hmm. been doing over their lives. I think that that's a pretty, um, mm -hmm. not, I don't, I don't think that happens every generation that we get to witness people finally coming yeah. into what they deserve for so long. And then we get to look at that and say, yeah, they deserve to be recognized so much sooner. We deserve mm -hmm. to be recognized so much sooner. Like who wants, like we're not all yeah. going to be waiting till we're 80 to be recognized. That yeah. The trend we're setting here. Like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's, that's a way that it's changed and something mm -hmm. that we're, we're living through right now. Um, mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, uh, having worked as a model, as an art model in a very traditional setting, you know, mm -hmm. I worked for very old schools. Uh, mm -hmm. The Art Students League of New York was like my primary residence mm -hmm. as, a, as a model. And that's got massive history. Mm -hmm. And you're in those same rooms. You're, you're mm -hmm. doing the same thing that people have been doing mm -hmm. 
for you know a hundred years um, and learning the same things, and you know I felt like I was contributing to the canon of art history by participating as, yeah. as a model, and I took a lot of pride in that. Um, and I don't know what say the models in the 1890s thought about mm -hmm. their experience. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, there's there's a lot of instances of them having pride, a lot of pride in it, um, the way I did. Mm -hmm. um, and like, there's my, my favorite model um, from history is uh, Helga Testdorf, which was uh -huh. a Wyatt's model. And she's got some fabulous interviews that you can find online, like um. video interviews of her. And she is a riot. And it is just so good at just knocking down the assumption that like her relationship with Wyatt was sexual. She just is so good at just mm. offhandedly basically slapping you with your own question and saying, mm. like, it's not about that. It's not mm -hmm. about that at all, you know? Um, I don't think that answers. That's really that cool. Answer. No, no, that's really cool. And can you send me the links to that afterwards? Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you. And I'm. it makes me wonder, are there, are there kind of – are there any particular books that come to mind in terms of books that tell the history, let's say from the perspective of the model or the muse? Um, I know that there have been books uh, yeah. in, in recent history about um, yeah. people who have modeled. I haven't yeah. read them. Um, yeah. There is, there's a woman who's, who writes for the New York times who has yeah. written a few cool articles about yeah. historical models. I think Hetty, huh. Anderson, I want to say, is one. Um, but that's not her, that's not the author's name. That would be the name of the model, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and oh, uh, it's just a girl on the swing. Um, very famous uh, woman who was like of the Houdini era, who um, was a very famous model for like August St. Gaudens and like mm -hmm. tons of sculptures all around New York City that are iconic were actually like that she modeled oh for. wow that's um, cool I'm I'm no I'm gonna remember her name later in this interview um but anyways yeah send it <laughs> to me I'll put it in the show notes that's really yeah I like just finding you know cool. picking it up along the way but like when I was mm -hmm. modeling uh it I loved knowing the other models I worked with mm -hmm. you know we all came yeah. to it for a different reason we yeah. all had different things we thought about you spend a lot of time in your head and mm -hmm. yeah it, that it was just fascinating to get to know the people who were doing it. It seems like a kind of extreme meditation, practically. So just Evelyn so Nesbitt is her name. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> nice. Evelyn Nesbitt, super famous uh, nice. model. That's but yes, cool. you're, you're in your own head and you're yeah. not in pain often. And it's yeah. A, a very cool experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can uh, can a woman just be art? Can a woman just be art? Um, like, I mean, in my opinion, I'd say the art that I like is art that's like making making commentary, um, like social art, and uh, I'm more drawn to that and, and art that takes a risk. And I think naturally, just existing in our bodies. <laughs> that is something we're doing constantly. Um, you know, it's so in that sense, yes, you know, we're mm -hmm. creating an art form out of our daily lives because we have to mm -hmm. find ways to problem solve throughout uh, 
our our lives, our day, um, mm -hmm. our jobs, everything. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a very bodily experience because it has to do specifically with our bodies. So it's kind of like, it, yeah, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's like designing a, an experience. Um, and also like, it's not, it's ever it's ever evolving like in the way that like art movements are ever mm -hmm. evolving and adapting to their current circumstances the way that we are existing as women is a situation that is ever evolving um mm -hmm. that we're mm -hmm. pulling the thread through and sculpting mm -hmm. ourselves to the moment mm -hmm. oh, so it's a beautiful image yeah totally um yeah that's beautiful um What's your take on the relationship between feminism and art? Mm. The relationship between feminism and art is, uh, let's see. <laughs> I mean, feminism is, is a reaction, you know? And mm -hmm. so that it's, it's ever evolving also you know like mm -hmm. we're it's re adapting and and reacting to our circumstances and of course is going to inform the artwork that we create the kinds of things we're focusing on you know the the topics that uh, uh that i'm focusing on that you're focusing on as artists are about being a woman and having a woman's body are very different than the artwork that say like Penny Slinger was creating mm -hmm. about inhabiting a woman's body mm -hmm. uh, existing as a woman. It's all mm -hmm. about the different um, waves of feminism. Mm -hmm. And now say like, I think that it was for a long time about the contrast of like how women's bodies are viewed in media and mm -hmm. what we're dictated about and how, what our restrictions are and things like that. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I, I see and I want to see more of women embracing intersectional feminism, right? Mm -hmm. And sort of we're reacting more to each other and mm -hmm. for each other than we are, say, in contrast to men, in contrast mm -hmm. to patriarchy. You know, I think that like sort of female embodied art, uh, feminine embodied art, you know, mm -hmm. people with female presenting bodies or female identifying artists are are talking about just what it means to be a woman among mm -hmm. women, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever had a woman not like your work? Cause she thinks it's too sexual. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how do you manage that? Um, in terms? Um, I mean, well, my, my themes are not about sex. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, that's not what I'm interested in for my artwork artistically. Uh, that's not the theme I'm working with. So mm -hmm. I mean, it makes it easy for me to kind of deflect that interpretation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I have a very easy out when it comes to yeah. that. I don't have to engage with that conversation, even if yeah. I don't agree with the premise at all that they are, you know, yeah. that they're disapproving of it yeah. for that reason. But, uh, yeah. but you know, it's still the fact that I use my nude body in my artwork invites yeah. that assumption automatically. Yeah. And then yeah. what they'll, you know, their reaction then is that they're, they have to admit that they're judging it because it's nude and that, you know, mm, interesting. So, so therefore the, you know, 
so then we have to engage in that conversation. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, you know, I deflect, you know, I mean, I think I've probably yeah. become a little bit more um, confrontational about it with people uh, <laughs> yeah. now. Um, but still, I want, I want people to more analyze their own, why they think that or why they're opposed to, mm-hmm. to that, that artwork, why they're opposed to me using my nude body. I prefer to sort of turn it, turn it to them, mm-hmm. um, depending on the conversation. And then do you find people are pretty receptive to that? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> or or do they kind of fight it? Um, it, it depends. But, you know, I hope yeah. I hope that I've planted a seed in their yeah. mind to, like, question themselves. Because you would yeah. be, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised, I imagine. But, like, you'd, you'd be surprised, quote, unquote, yeah. about, like, people who just, the nudity and, and sex are just, even one in the same they can't mm-hmm. separate the two you know mm-hmm. and and i find that to be uh like the the sort of the original sin of the conversation it's like, they, <laughs> they, they, like yeah they don't they, they don't even see themselves doing it you know right, um, right. It's just this assumption that's sort of limiting their own lives and their own experience right. of their bodies and right, right. they're you know yeah <laughs> Which could be very well be read as a uh, patriarchal position, quote unquote. <laughs> Absolutely, it is something that is you know we're second. taught it. We're absolutely yeah. taught it. That's not yeah. something that we uh, were born with thinking. Yeah, at all. yeah, yeah. yeah. Original, yeah, yeah. That's well said. Um, please name some female artists you're excited about and why. Um. Well. I, I always stumble on this last yeah. name artist. I'm really bad at that. But um, basically, where I'm drawing like so much excitement and uh, inspiration is basically uh, these are accounts that I follow on social media that are mm-hmm. telling me about artists I should know about from history mm-hmm. or like from today. You know, these sort of like, oh, cool. but all like you know, women women accounts or feminist mm-hmm. accounts like Art Girl Rising mm-hmm. or um, Women Photographers History, which I love. Mm-hmm. You know, I get, mm-hmm. I get told, I get educated, uh, you know, um, and I would have never known about so many different artists throughout history and artists today if I wasn't following these sort of like mm-hmm. lists, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, also just like, the work that goes into maintaining a, like a, a social media profile in which you're trying to educate or you're being creative or mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're, you're creating something for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a labor. It is such a labor of love. Um, it just takes so much time and there's, basically no reward except for the fact that you've created a community. I mean, that is mm-hmm. art in and of itself. It's insane. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, there, I, like I mentioned before, like I follow a lot of uh, creators, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, people in the pole dance community, especially like mm-hmm. Dr. Carolina Are, who's a researcher mm-hmm. and a pole dancer and mm-hmm. creative. And she just devotes herself to educating uh, people. Like she's become a resource mm-hmm. um, for so many people on mm-hmm. digital media topics, on digital rights topics. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, also I'm, I know the founder of Lips, 
uh, Lipzine, mm -hmm. which is a started as a zine mm -hmm. and then became social media accounts and is now a, a social media uh, site. Mm -hmm. And she's been creating. Yeah, she. It's very, you know what she's doing is very interesting. She's just trying to prove a, a beyond. Um, in addition to a lot of things she's doing, she's also just proving a point that like social media can be designed mm. with feminist perspectives mm. and she highlights and, and lifts up the voices of all kinds of creators. If you determine that your work, what you're doing is art, then mm. she'll show it, you know, she'll, uh, she'll yeah. lift your voice. And so there's just, you know, what's she getting out of it? I mean, she's created a job for herself in, <laughs> in the tech world, but like, I, you know, you gotta have 35 hours in a day in order to maintain these kinds of social media presences. It's, I don't know, I find it so, totally. I, I bow down to the work that people do. That's cool. I didn't know that about lips. I like, I'd heard a little, but so that's really cool. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to check out all the things you mentioned. Um, that's very cool. Um, well, I guess anything else that you want to add, or we could always talk about Instagram censorship more as well. <laughs> I could talk about that for a long yeah. time, but um, I do want to add that, like, so yeah. I'm the uh, editor at large for the Don't Delete Art campaign, and mm -hmm. um, it's also a labor of love. It's a volunteer mm -hmm. group, and um, we've got an online gallery where artists can submit work that has been mm. uh, either shadow banned or removed mm. from social media and mm. we curate an online gallery of that work mm. and we've also we also have uh, resources on our website mm. um mm. and a newsletter that i write and along with savannah spirit who's another collaborating mm. oh, artist yeah. and uh we have now released our manifesto and we're asking for signatures on it. We've got over 1,300 signatures from mm -hmm. artists and organizations and um, from over 85 countries. Mm -hmm. And we're just in the, we want to get art world institutions, especially mm -hmm. to sign on because for one, they uh, hardly say a word about the kind of suppression fear and censorship yeah. that is taking place against artists online and on social media. They, the only times mm -hmm. that this has gone uh, mainstream or that institutions have said anything about it was the Vienna strips on OnlyFans campaign, which was mm -hmm. really cool and a big step mm -hmm. forward and nobody followed them. It was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. So artists are being mm -hmm. swept off of not just social media, but online spaces and mm -hmm. nobody's standing up for them from these institutions that purport to mm -hmm. uh, want to champion at-risk artists. It's the at-risk artists that are being pushed offline and pushed out of yeah. their systems. You know, who else? Yeah. It's disabled artists, it's BIPOC artists, it's LGBTQ mm -hmm. and women artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones who are most at risk and the most, the ones that are suffering the most. So, mm -hmm. The manifesto yeah. is calling on these institutions to say something, use their voices, That's and cool. calling on social media platforms to include artists in the conversation mm -hmm. of content moderation and like mm -hmm. algorithmic mm -hmm. design going forward. So That's cool. That I is very exciting. To, I encourage everyone to, to sign the manifesto. And, yeah. You know, the, the more 
we're in there, the the larger this can get and the more we can mm -hmm. have representation. Because as of right now, the voices that are speaking out for us are very few. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah, that's wonderful. It's such a you have such an exciting body of work, and all this. <laughs> you, um, I love your perspective. I feel like it's rare, or it's an, or I mean, I guess I talk to a lot of models who are artists, but it's it's something that I love. I feel like models who are artists, Vicky, of you in particular, just you bring this really fresh and realistic, pragmatic perspective to the hmm. to the question, which is just really refreshing. Um, so yeah, That's thank you for that. Thank you for doing that kind of work. Yeah. Well, you've been in it, you've fixed, you've lived it, you, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, think. it's a, I, I, I value all the experiences I've had and where it's led me. It's all been unexpected, but I've just, really <laughs> yeah, all of this, this thread and you know ended yeah. up here ended up in spain totally. so i don't know how yeah that's cool so, you know just follow follow it along that's cool i bet it's very beautiful there it is any any spain tips you have for us uh yeah come here <laughs> it's a great nice. place and there's you know it's a lot of um just a lot of great, it's a wonderful place to be a woman, honestly. I feel mm. safer here than I felt, ever felt in any mm. other place in the world. Mm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time and energy and thoughts. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Leah. I'm, I'm real thrilled to have been here and I look forward yeah. to sharing it with everybody. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. Talk to you later. Talk to you online. <laughs> yes, talk to you online. Okay. Bye. This has been the Women as an Art Podcast, hosted by me, Leah Schrager. Please visit womenasanart.com for more information and to find us on socials. Thanks. <laughs>